This is Talk Freight. Talk Freight. And this is Craig Bliss. Turn it on my thing now. Okay, I, I, I hear me now. Okay, sorry about that. <laughs> Let's start all over again. I don't know. I think it was on mute. But anyways, what's up, everybody? It's Craig. Tonight, thank you, Michael. <laughs> Tonight is our second ma- Members Helping Members video. Tonight, we're going to talk to Bill Hood from the Velocity Group. Turning down my volume on my iPhone here. But as I was saying in a lot more words a few minutes ago than what I'm going to do now, before I bring Bill Hood on for our second Members Helping Members video, I want to start with a quote just like I do in our make more money video. And that quote is smart people learn from their mistakes, but the real sharp ones learn from the mistakes of others. And the reason why I bring that up is because that quote is exactly why I like doing these members helping members videos. Our group is full of shippers, freight brokers, truck drivers, dispatchers, you know, even with people behind the scenes, you know, as freight tech, uh, logistics, media, as well as people in compliance like Bill Hood, but not everybody is as successful or as educated or have the experience as those people. So bringing these members on, these experienced members to help other members is exactly why I love doing these videos because we can certainly all learn learn from them. And just like that quote says, uh, the real sharp ones learn from the mistakes from others. So you guys don't have to experience that. So I'm going to go ahead and bring in uh, Bill Hood here. He's going to go ahead, introduce himself, introduce his services, what he does, and you know his tips and tricks and resources to help everybody out, including the little guy in the industry. How's it going, Bill? Can you see me? Can you hear me? I know yeah, I can hear you. There. <laughs> that, that first time going on there, I was about to jump on and say, you know, if I contradict anything you say, I'm not trying to be a jerk about it. I just didn't hear what you were saying. So no, I'm glad it, it wasn't good. just me. Yeah. But I had uh, members. I looked down at my phone and had members flooding saying no sound, no sound. Yeah. I'm always yeah. delayed to the party. So I, I didn't know. It's the first time I've been, uh, uh, as far as doing like this would be live. So I didn't know when you're sitting in the you know green room, I guess you call it <laughs> that, uh, that, uh, I, I know my sound, you know, as far as you can't hear me talking, but sure, I don't know sure. if I was supposed to hear you or not. So, um, yeah. Hi, my name is Bill hood with the velocity group of trucking MBA. And I'm going to tell you, I, that quote, um, I don't think you, you, uh, used it, uh, thinking about me, but uh, a lot of people know about my massive implosion that we had back in, you know, 2015, 2016. Uh, you know, we had a trucking company. We grew to over 80 owner operators, won best fleets to drive for. And um, well, fortunately, I didn't leave drivers stranded on the side of the roads. We sold our company uh, to make sure that we could, you know, keep as uh, many people whole as we could. Uh, but you know, as far as mistakes, uh, if you guys want to get knowledge and uh, be an expert, um, you know, I'm your guy. I've made them out there. So, uh, and I'm not uh, too uh, too ashamed to admit it. So, hey, I think, all, uh, you know, we all been there, you know, between, you know, me, other members of the group that I talked to, you know, some people hit rocks on the road early on, but they always get back up going, go up stronger. And what I like about those people is they know that mistakes that made, uh, you know, go under, if you will. But now they're out there helping other members to not make those same mistakes they did so they can remain successful in the industry. And now I want to bring that up. And now because I know you have, uh, you, have a, you have a few channels out there. Actually, you have your YouTube with the Trucking MBA. I know you have the Freight Wave Sonar Mastermind Group as well as the Freight Mastermind Group on Facebook. 
um, that I believe is just its sole focus is helping um, uh, carriers or maybe possibly freight agents as well go out and get their own direct business. Is that right with the uh, Freight Mastermind Group? Uh, well, we initially that was the goal with the Freight Mastermind Group. And what I saw from uh, the aftermath of 2018 is that uh, – Let's define something here. You know, third-party logistics, a lot of people who broker, somebody who just has freight and puts it on a truck uh, that's brokering, uh, will a lot of times you say, hey, I'm a 3PL. If right. we look at the traditional sense of a 3PL, these are people that do a lot more than just broker. Uh, sure. A great example is Schneider bought a company that when I was uh, driving – uh, they handled all of uh, Dow Chemical. So when I walked in, there was a guy with a Dow Chemical shirt on, but he got a, a paycheck from Schneider. So Schneider uh -huh. bought the warehouse. Schneider did. You know, I think it was the VP was the first employee on the logistics side. Everything below that was was Schneider. Uh, 2018, what I saw was we saw a lot of smaller carriers getting into that. There's here in Chattanooga, there's some mid-sized, decent-sized uh, 3PLs sure. that own a lot of warehouse space, and they started getting into that. So I changed it over from direct freight to freight mastermind because we saw that uh, you can go out and you might be bidding to Kenco, right. but Kenco's taking the bids for uh, Procter and Gamble in a particular right. area. So that's the equivalent, even though it's a broker relationship, you're never going to bid Procter and Gamble because Kenco right. is, uh, is responsible for all that. So I kind of changed that as far as from that respect, as far as doing that, because we saw some uh, Titanic sh uh, shifts in the, uh, in the industry and the way things are working. Sure. Sure. And I like how you said that, especially because I remember your post, I believe it was a couple months back. Um, maybe not that long ago, when you changed the name or kind of shift focus in the group. And I actually like that you did that because, you know, my video, you know, as early as last week, my last Make More Money Monday video, um, I talked about that drivers, I understand, you know, with everybody, the end goal is a shipper, but you can't forget some of these freight management companies or the large brokers that have the direct access, you know, to the, uh, to the shipper itself. Because I know companies such as Sears, excuse me, Sears, hometown goods or their hometown, those little small stores they put up in those little yeah. towns. 100% of their freight was ran by C.H. Robinson and two dudes inside that C.H. Robinson warehouse. So to get that Sears freight, you had to go through C.H. Robinson, but it was still directly through the shipper in a way. So I definitely like um, how you bring that up because it kind of reinforces the idea that even though the getting the direct relationship with the shippers, the end goal you can still have a relationship with the shipper through a 3PL, a broker, a freight management company, you know, and all that jazz. And so yeah. speaking of that, you know, going through um, or changing the naming and group, are you noticing any progress with drivers, let's say, going at, going after and prospecting um, their own shippers or their own large brokerage accounts? Because I know yeah. it's active in that group. I just didn't know if you see that yet. You know, um, uh, to be perfectly honest, uh, we – in the past couple of months, we haven't spent a lot of energy on it. One had to okay. do, you know, with our, our own direct business. And, uh, we had like a month and a half where this, it was like the black plague kept rolling through this uh, household. Uh, <laughs> so it, if you're a small business person and it's, you have one person that does one thing really well, another right. person does other, when one gets sick, it, it just completely blows up the other person. So we right. haven't focused on that as much. That's actually, we're, we're re-engaging in that. Uh, now it. that's where you saw the video earlier that I was I doing. Did. That's a, 
that's a direct um you know direct shot where we're going to start re-engaging start talking more about things like that and uh really targeting in on on things that uh, are going to help people build their business uh across all channels uh not necessarily sure. direct freight 3pl or, or brokerage wherever they need to be right right i definitely like that and now what are you noticing since you do the compliance with the velocity group you know and i should start with this you know back in 2018 was freight was good everybody you know jumped in to the industry bought a truck got their authority and called themselves a truck driver not only that brokers did the same thing yeah heard about brokerage you know was a next you know get rich scheme i don't know what they hear but they heard something like that you know work from home 300 bucks authority you're now a broker and i've been pounding myself in the head you know, saying that's not how it works. That is not how it works at all. Do you yeah. notice anything like that where drivers just think they can just, you know, maybe they're a company driver now, maybe they're an inexperienced driver right now, but they, you know, go out, get authority and say, hey, I'm a carrier now. Um, and, you know, they start having issues right off the bat. Do you notice that a lot now? Um, you know, I, I would say I don't see it any more than I than any given time. So we started our trucking company in 2010 and it started with me in the cab of a truck. Uh, and we kind of, some people say, you know, uh, cursed me for being the one that, that kind of got this uh, direct uh, or, um, uh, you know, booking your own freight uh, model going because yeah. that's kind of what we were known for and that's what we did. Uh, but I haven't necessarily in that time seen it necessarily I mean, you see spikes in it, but um, I, I wouldn't say it's any more or, or less. I mean, we, we still see the people who don't have the compliance. We still see the victim attitude and being taken advantage of uh, in, in certain areas uh, and things. And then we also see the fact of the, the complete lack of knowledge, which is uh, uh, probably early on one of the, the biggest reasons I had success is I didn't want to just listen to what people were saying online. I wanted to find out what uh, Landstar was doing and CH Robinson. You know, I consumed every piece of publicly traded company information that I could find to see what they were doing and, um, and to get into it. And that, I had some, a lot of help from that in terms of with the business. Uh, so good deal. So, and that's one thing that I, I've noticed on, you know, months ago, I know we worked uh, together you know, beginning of last year, middle of uh, uh, mid-year, when you were a moderator, helped manage our group, freight brokers and truck drivers. And one thing that I liked uh, beyond your helpful insights uh, is the fact that you use data. And you're a big believer in sonar, I see. And, you know, I'm a huge believer in sonar just because it helps a little guy or not so much a little guy, but, you know, the business owner, the little guy who's not a mega kind of see market conditions in real time. And, you know, I'm going to be honest, I did not know anything about sonar until you introduced me to it once i you know joined your group i think you sent out an invite i accepted it of course i knew about freight waves i just did not know about their platform sonar and so that's one thing i always joy about uh you know with your groups and your youtube and the content you put out that you're all you know you're up to date you have real-time data and it's because i believe you said you, you know you read up you study everything research and i'm a big believer of that i start my day you know, the transport topics, you know, the freight ways, my yeah. normal YouTube subscriptions. That's like my cable TV anymore. Yeah, um, exactly. And of course, the, uh, you know, these Facebook groups, what I think is funny about the Facebook groups, when I was in basic training, uh, they used to call it the private news network. 
when you would get information between the privates. So a lot of times when I'm reading in these Facebook groups, I think like, man, this is like the PNN. It's no one knows exactly what's going on. You hear a little bit of chirping here, a little bit of chirping there. Someone comes up with a story and they run with it, but absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. Like, you know, people like you, other people yeah. in the industry are there to help out, um, you know, help out. So since you're well-rounded in the industry, I got to ask, I want to know your opinion, your ideas, you know, one or two things that you see that can help improve the industry. You know, this could be anything. It can be, you know, maybe more company drivers going out, finding their own authority. Maybe it's owner operators, you know, bypassing the broker, going towards a shipper. It could be working with more brokers. It can be honestly anything. I'm just trying to pick your brain uh, to get a feel of any ideas that you have to help anybody else out in the industry. I would say, uh, and you could see it in, in all the groups, I would say the victim mentality is probably the, the biggest thing that needs to change. That would be number one. Number two would be uh, uh, building knowledge as far as in the industry. Uh, so if I talk about the, the I usually do victim and then uh, slash uh, taking advantage of it. And I like to keep them in one, but also define the difference. Sure. Uh, you know, I've seen owner operators that will brutally go out and bash a broker right. and repeatedly do that. Right. And then a broker comes on and says something and then you see the comment and I've actually tracked this with, with different people, the comment of, Oh, I would never work with you with that attitude. Right. Now, right. now what do you think brokers think of that carrier that is talking significantly worse and at a much larger volume than what this broker did. And they have the attitude saying, I wouldn't work with somebody like that. So we, we have this victim mentality that uh, for some reason, as a carrier, you deserve something. And that's not business. That's not running a business. You bought a job. You went out, you decided, hey, I want to own a truck. You bought a job and you're still acting like a company driver. And I know that's not popular. I know a lot of people, you know, are going to slam me about sure. that. But um, I just don't see other businesses and other industries where we have such a high mentality of victimhood. And then on the other side is the, the being able to take advantage uh, or, or, you know, people being taken advantage of. And our industry, I think, sucks people in. You know, we have, um, you know, there, there's a, a great example. I'll give you a couple of good examples here. There was a, um, a, uh, a, there's a, a group that is supposed to help small truckers. Got it. And they're, they're out there attacking the FMCSA and they're out there doing all this stuff. And it's, there's a guy who's running it that was sued for fraud. He, he built millions of dollars from owner operators by pretending he was the FMCSA <laughs> and that they needed to buy stuff from him. And when that was going on, he jumped into when the $10,000 brokerage bond was going up. It was like, oh, this is a hot button. So let's let's raise money and start a nonprofit and suck some money in here. Now that's behind him. Now let's go over and let's start sucking in money because ELDs and the FMCSA are evil. People will give me money for that. Um, you know, so th there's people that take advantage of it. And yeah. don't get me wrong. These are smart people. They're smart enough to know how to manipulate statistics and do a lot of things like that. Uh, you know, the other thing we see, and this is a hot topic, you want to talk about, uh, you know, factoring, you know, the, you know, should I factor or shouldn't I factor? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and being somebody who works with hundreds of carriers, and mm -hmm. I can only think of a handful that don't factor, you know, I, I see, I see the ones that 
bury everything out there. Sure. And then, and then I see the ones like, uh, you know, I know Truck Stop has a, as a um, factoring company and they're pretty yeah. reputable. And I do a lot of work with TAFs. And what I love about that is they actually go over line by line on the contract with people so that people understand what they're getting into. You still get people that are upset, but, you know, sure. regardless of factoring. But yeah. there are, there are factoring companies out there that put terms and conditions and contracts knowing that the owner operator doesn't understand these terms right they're going to put them out there they're going to get them signed up and then the because the owner operator has responsibility to educate themselves but they're not in a position to they're still going to be held to those terms and you know so it's things like that that we see that that type of victimhood or that type of mm -hmm. uh, being taken advantage of i don't necessarily look at that as like the victim of oh my god brokers are ripping me off sure well, no Go get your own freight. You know, you don't don't work with a broker. So. Yeah, and uh, speaking of that, you know, I see it on both sides as well. You know, with the group as large as freight brokers and truck drivers. You know, I always say it kind of got like, bigger congratulations than me. Sixteen thousand. <laughs> yeah, it, it's uh, it's pretty impressive, really. It's uh, I never thought we'll get you know have that large, but I always uh, mention that it gets bigger than me. It's as you know bigger than me at this point. And one thing that I don't allow, I never censor people companies or opinions or what they have to say or what they have to say. But one thing I do censor is the emotional responses from members mm -hmm. and the emotional in this case is the over emotion or the irrational emotional responses, whether it's a broker, truck driver, even shippers. It's no one is, you know, no one's above anybody in this industry. That's why I started the group, you know, both names, uh, freight brokers and truck drivers, because we're here to bridge the gap between everybody in the industry to help them. And I always say, you never know, who you're going to run into that you know from this industry and the grocery store. I could tell you stories of me running into people all the time. Just last week, a member joined a group that I worked with them about two and a half years ago on a Hurricane Harvey relief volunteering thing in Houston, Texas. Okay. It just shows that you never know who you're going to run into. So you'll always have to watch out what you say, but yeah. also watching out what you're what you say and being helpful in the groups can help you, you know, gain opportunities because there are shippers looking, there are brokers looking. And what I want to end that part with is, uh, you know, for about a year, actually about 10 months now, I've been harassed, um, you know, pretty often by one member of the group. He hid behind a fake profile. I was able to figure out who he was. You know, of course, attorneys are working with it because he's been um, excessively slandering not only my name, my business, my groups. Everything that I am a part of, he has slandered. He went after my, you know, customers, my clients, wow. uh, but all behind a fake name. Okay. Yeah. Once I figured out who he was, I researched him. And actually, I want to only going to say about it. The judge last time he was sued said he had an excessive pattern behavior of this. And so it shows, you know, people just don't change. And that's why sometimes you just cannot have this negativity. And going back to the guy um, who was harassing me, I looked up on his Google reviews all 69 comments on his Google review are one stars to brokers that he has worked with because he's an expedited a sprinter delivery driver. So every single broker he has worked with, he put anonymously a one star off on them, right. talked a whole bunch of smack to him, you know, in paragraphs. And he thinks he would not be exposed, you know, for this, uh, for the, these shenanigans. And I always say these shenanigans are not necessary, especially these emotional responses towards people, yeah. you know, companies, and he's, pro he's probably out there running for five different uh, 
five different carriers out there. As well, not a, only that, yeah, he has uh, multiple businesses. I read the Yelp reviews on his other businesses, and it's running away with the money. Uh, yeah. You know, being extremely, uh, you know, vile essentially. But yeah. I just want to mention that out because a lot of people think they can hide behind these fake profiles and talk smack, you know, to people in the industry, and that is not professional whatsoever. We're all in this thing together. If you want to call it a mess, we could say we're all in this mess together. I like to say, you know, I'm living the freight dream. Every day is a new thing. It's a new challenge, especially when I talk with people with you, you know, other people with uh, Corey from Bunker Hill Trucking just a few days ago. Um, I'm constantly learning and I hope other people see that and they're constantly learning from the content that I provide, the content that other people within these groups provide, because I think we're only going to survive if we all work together here in a professional manner, really. Absolutely. So Absolutely. good deal. Yeah, good deal, Bill. If there's any last thoughts, go ahead and tell them. Um, you know, I the, the one thing is um, gaining knowledge. You'll talk to so many people and their, their knowledge of the industry is uh, a shipper has freight, a broker gets it, and, and a, a truck carries it. And that is a minuscule part of the industry. And if you if you dig in and you start to understand, like let's just take a CH Robinson. If you understand that uh, brokering freight is a is is a piece, and there's much more out there that CH Robinson does, you start to understand what this company is about. A great example would be, I believe, it was Knight Swift in one of their uh, recent financial reports was when you took a look at their growth. It was their three PL business. It was the only one that had a had a growth in it. Really, um, and then you take a look at something like CH Robinson. The first half of this year, uh, so we talk about spot market. The um, brokers deal in spot market too. Brokers bid individual loads, right? So right. they they they're on these bid boards and right. they they go out there and they try to get these freights. CH Robinson in previous years, their average was seventy percent of their freight was contract, meaning they won out and you know, they bid on a contract and it says they're going to get five loads a week on average going from point A to point B. And, you know, you're in the number one position and you're, sure. you're going to be offered at first. Right. And 70% of the freight was that. And 30% was these one-offs. The first half of this year that flipped 70% of their freight was bid freight or, I mean, uh, spot freight and 30% was under contract. Now, they probably had the contracts, but these shippers and these people that control the freight have stopped sending freight to the directly to the who's won the contract and they're bidding it trying to get a better price. So exactly. you start to understand that and then you start to understand a little bit better about what's happening in the rates out there and then also start to understand a little bit better about the type of brokers you want to work with. Yeah. And, you know, I like how you say that. And now I want to go back a little bit. When you said bid boards about you know brokers bidding on shippers, a lot of people ask me in my on my page Craig Bliss about um they message me off to saying Craig what are these what are these load boards or bid boards that brokers use to get direct freight from shipper? They're thinking along the lines of um like a you know like a truckstop.com load board or a DAT, but the load boards I want to say the load boards that you're talking about just to confirm. We're talking about the direct shipper load boards. Is that right? Kind of like a Tyson load board, a bid board. Yeah. You mean? Okay. Yeah. Tyson load board or, an you know, XPO bid board. I know they have one. I mean, there's a, a yeah, billion, so, you know, and, and there's a, you know, they, they do, um, you'll get emails. Like, so when we were doing it, we were signed up for, um, 
uh, a ton of stuff that was flatbed where, you know, there would be 150 people, uh, 75 are brokers and, you know, 75 might be carriers. And here's a list of loads these days. So what effectively is that, that shipper has their own brokerage, you know, they effectively work like their own brokerage in house because of that. Right. And, you know, so I always, when I know that that happens out there and a lot more than people realize, and you see people talk about, they, they show two loads and one has, has a higher rate than another load. And it's clear that you're talking about the same loads. I always kind of get a little chuckle about that because it's most of the time these people post it and they don't have the freight yet. <laughs> They're just hoping that they can get in. And if, if they post let's say for 1350, that they can call in and say, yeah, I got a truck that can do it for 1500. And that person's going to accept it because they know nobody's going to call that guy that hasn't posted at 900, right? They're going to call the 1350 first. There so, uh, but you get this, this, this guy at 900 is trying to rip me off. Well, that guy at 900, I mean, there's a thousand reasons why that guy at 900, you know, he may be independent. And if he makes $25, that's $25 in his pocket. Right. Or, and that other guy might be, you know, a Menlo agent and the first $50 goes to Menlo. You know, sure. so he's, he's got to make 75 to make the same 25 that that guy made. So sure, sure. there's just so many different situations. And that's why I say you have to educate yourself on the industry and, and then you'll start to understand how things move, take a lot of frustration out of your life yep. and start to focus on the type of business. Yeah. And that's so true. And I want to end that point with, um, you know, honestly in the group, uh, especially ours, freight brokers, truck drivers, I actually don't see uh, as many re- emotional responses, if you will, as I did in previous years, I think a lot of people are now are, or I hope it what it is. They, they have educated themselves and know that some rates are just different. It could be, you know, cheap rate. It could be a, you know, cheap freight to me, but to the next guy, for whatever reason, it could work out for him. It's, um, just today, you know, in the group, I, I, I'm actually, I haven't checked my email, so I don't know what happened with it. A guy had a California Phoenix low one in 900 bucks for it. You know, everybody's saying 1200 minimum. Well, as it turns out, I know a carrier here in Phoenix where that price actually works. It's, um, I don't want to use the word backhaul, but it's their way home load. And so for that, it actually, you know, it works for them. So rates, yeah, once you educate yourself, rates are, you know, everybody gets emotional to them. And it's just, there's, there's no, there's no need for that because it's all different everywhere. I, I say rate per mile is the second worst thing that happened in this industry for the independent owner operator. The second thing is the bumper sticker business plan of say no to cheap freight. Um, (laughs) it's, uh, you know, I, I'm going to give you and I'll make this short, uh, working with a client, he had an opportunity. It was a load from Atlanta down to just uh, North of Miami. Sure. And then, um, there was a load that everyone would call cheap that was going from Tampa back to Atlanta and it fit perfect into this. And he wasn't going to take it because he got on one of the, you know, rate based, you know, boards and everyone told him, you know, don't run it for less than this. Oh, you're, you know, you're part of the problem, not part of this, you know, all the garbage you hear out there. Well, I I sat down, I did the numbers with him and I broke it down. And this is about a year and a half ago. And that first year, it wasn't a full year. He made $48,000 additional profit by taking that load back. That was cheap. Right. So that's 48,000 to the bottom line because he worried about the bottom line, not the top line. Right. Now, the second year that he's getting into this, 
he is now he's running every other week an additional uh round trip because he's been able to put drop trailers in three of the locations nice. and he's been able to afford nice. to so now he just goes in drops picks up and he's able the timing works out that he can do that so that's where i look at people it's like start focusing on profits don't sure. you know the the ego driven rate per mile stuff is a, it's one piece of a gauge that you use to to see what a market should be paying right what you have to make and that's exactly right i'm glad you brought that up as well because you know uh, i want to start with the bumper sticker you know part of my ending line is uh say no to cheap rate and mainly it's more of a um be smarter educate yourself yeah. you know don't just people when i say you know uh say no to cheap rate it, it's a whole bunch of things looking at your numbers know what is cheap what is not cheap just as i said there even though I say no to cheap freight, I was the first guy in the group saying I could take that load for 900. And even though everybody was saying, you know, 1200 is my bottom, 1200 is my lowest, it's because, you know, to the company I represent and that for that case, for that load, 900 is not cheap to them. And so I like how you say that. I'm going to still use that in my closing line. <laughs> but you know, here's, here's the definition as far as th there is what you yeah, might call yeah. cheap freight. But so let's use Miami as an example. So let's say this time of year, uh, a dollar coming out of Miami is right. like an average rate. I don't know. I, I don't book freight right now, so I don't have an idea really on the average right now. Um, so 80 cents is going to be cheap, right? If, if a dollar. But reality is three out of four trucks are going to come out of Miami empty because there's just not enough freight to cover all the trucks that go into it. It's a consumption market. Sure. They don't produce, they only produce product for a short period of time every year. Right. So, uh, yeah. So there are times where you look at and say, yeah, that's pretty cheap for that market. But unfortunately people use that for, they have a set, which is very interesting. I've noticed over the years, the, what is, what is an acceptable rate mm. that's a, a, you know, across the board sure. as, has slowly moved itself up well beyond the pace of inflation. It's you know everything. Every time we get a little bump in the rates, all of a sudden the minimum goes way up. Right, so now right. two dollars is like the minimum. When I first started doing this, you know, if you could run for a buck fifty and keep that solid, you were doing pretty good. <laughs> so. Does that tell your age there, Bill? No. I'm <laughs> Yeah, no, you know, I tell people uh, before we ended off here, you know, about six, uh, six years ago, whatever, when I lived in Chicago, I had a small sprinter outfit, about nine sprinters, one straight truck. Back in that day, for a sprinter, it was about a dollar thirty-five. I mean, direct to the shippers, like a dollar sixty-five a mile for sprinters. Yeah. I hear people in these groups because I don't even get into sprinters; such a headache. I still have a headache from dealing with those. Yeah, but I had, I had I hear people saying sixty cents. Yeah, I, I hear had people saying sixty cents. Yeah. It's um, it's insane to me. It's a highway robbery. So people are standing up to raise the rates of Florida. People need to stand up and raise the rates for those expediter guys. Yeah, I, uh, I don't mess with them. You yeah. know, it's like anything. It's when the barrier of entry to a market is so low. Uh, that's that's when you you start to see that you have a, a capacity yep. problem, and that's a problem in the sprinter market. It is, and, it and is. The, you know the multi carrier, uh, you know or you know, model, that's right. a huge issue out there because of insurance and the way people run. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, I fell in line with, you know, Selectus, the, you know, yeah. uh, with, uh, with what some of the big guys were. I didn't realize it when I, I brought a company in that had 35 Sprinter vans and said, okay, we'll do this. And then as I started figuring this out, I'm like, nah, I, I don't yeah. want to be part. First off, you know, <laughs> I, I book a, 
a $500 load that I make $25 on. Yeah, it takes me as much time. It takes me as much time as that $1,500 load that I make, you know, $300 on. So, right. Yeah. yeah. It was very similar. It was, I was about to get to the point where my sprinters were going to end up on a, the next Chicago buy here, pay here lot. <laughs> yeah. figure something out. Oh, so, so you owned them. You did. Just I did. Yeah, I did. And talk about insurance. Um, it was 750 bucks per sprinter through progressive six years ago. Did you get that sprinter. through Shelly? You get that through uh, Shelly over uh, at CSI or uh it could have been one of those. And I would say, yeah. you know, now if I had a sprinter paying 750 a month, there's no way I'll yeah. be able to afford it. You know, I just don't know. I don't know how those guys live in those things. I, I <laughs> that, that to me, I don't I don't get it. so it, it's okay. You know, I slept in them. My route was just, you know, Champaign, Central Illinois, down to Atlanta, Houston, and back. So it was just a once a week type, you know, triangle. So it was cool for me, but you know, that was another story. But Bill. I definitely appreciate you coming on here. Talk freight with me to our group, freight brokers and truck drivers. Be sure to definitely share it out. I know you have a ton of, you know, different platforms, social media community. Be sure to share this out. You can share from my page because I didn't put in the group yet. Uh, but anytime you want to come talk freight, yeah, please let me know, Bill, because I like your insights. Yeah, like and, if you, you. and having somebody who's been on your side where you're booking people in the past, uh, if you get to the point where somebody falls out or you need someone to give me a holler and good. You know, I may have to, I may have to take you up on that. So yeah, you're ready absolutely. Good deal. Oh, yeah. I appreciate you, Bill. Thank you. All right. You too. Thanks guys. Have yep. a good night. All righty. That was awesome. Yeah, that was, that was a good one. Went a little bit longer than what I thought, but the conversation just kept going. So you couldn't ask for a better broadcaster with Bill Hood from Velocity Group. His uh, YouTube is Trucking MBA. Of course, he has a freight mastermind group as well as a freight wave sonar mastermind group. So if you have sonar, have access to it, or want to learn more about it, go ahead and check out his group. It's for people like me who didn't know much about it until they joined that group. But anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed this second members helping member members video series. We have our next one starting on Tuesday. I will go ahead and post a schedule with who it is, what they're going to talk about, all that jazz. And the one following that is Thursday. So next week's busy. The Monday Make More Money Monday sponsored by truckstop.com. The Tuesday member helping member video, as well as Thursday member helping member video. I almost got tongue twisted, but I didn't. Give me a price for that one. <laughs> but anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed it. You know, um, yeah, it was awesome. It was fun. So until next time, remember, say no to cheap freight, remain professional, and let's make more money. I hope to see you guys next Monday for the Make More Money Monday sponsored by truckstop.com. I will see you guys then. See you later.